testimony began Monday in the landmark trial of Derek Chauvin, set to be a defining moment in the nation's reckoning over race and policing. My colleagues Holly Bailey and Kim Belware report that prosecutors said Chauvin violated his oath as a police officer when he knelt on George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes and ignored Floyd's cries for help. In opening statements, the prosecution and defense presented vastly different pictures of the May 25th scene that ended with a 46-year-old black man unresponsive beneath the white police officer's knee on a South Minneapolis street. Floyd's death, captured on video, was followed by worldwide protests and weeks of civil unrest in cities across the country. Many will be closely watching to see whether the long days spent in the streets will result in justice, not just for Floyd, but for the countless other Black Americans who have been abused and killed by police. Special Prosecutor Jerry Blackwell told the jury that Chauvin, quote, didn't let up and didn't get up, even after Floyd repeatedly complained of struggling to breathe, cried out for his mother, and ultimately went limp. The prosecutor then played for the jury several minutes of the viral bystander video that showed Chauvin and three other police officers holding Floyd down as he begged for his life, a video that several jurors told the court they had never seen beyond 30-second clips on the news. As the video played on television monitors set up around the socially distanced courtroom, several jurors visibly reacted. One drew a sharp breath as Floyd was heard saying, I can't breathe. One put a hand to her temple while another was looking away. One juror, a white woman in her 50s who works as a nurse, gripped the armrests of her chair. Chauvin sat at the defense table, occasionally looking up at the video and taking meticulous notes on a yellow legal pad. He appeared to be avoiding eye contact with the jury. He was a 19-year veteran of the Minneapolis Police Department before he was fired in May. He's pleaded not guilty to second- and third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter in Floyd's death. Chauvin's attorney, Eric Nelson, pushed back against the prosecution, urging jurors to consider the, quote, totality of the circumstances and to put aside public opinion as they begin to consider the case against his client. Nelson said, quote, there is no political or social cause in this courtroom. He added, quote, the evidence is far greater than nine minutes and 29 seconds. Nelson said that Chauvin arrived at the scene at 38th in Chicago to find other officers struggling to place Floyd inside a squad car and that he was following his training as he and the other officers held the man on the ground. He pointed out that Floyd was several inches taller and outweighed his client. He said the incident occurred in an area known to be hostile to police, which shaped his client's response. He disputed the prosecution's claim that Chauvin was to blame for Floyd's death, saying the autopsy presented no telltale signs of asphyxiation from the officer's knee. He said he will present evidence that Floyd died from a combination of drug intoxication, heart disease, and high blood pressure, and that adrenaline rushing through his body from his struggle with police acted to further compromise an already compromised heart. In his autopsy, Hennepin County Medical Examiner Andrew Baker, who is expected to be a key witness in the case, noted the drugs in Floyd's system, including fentanyl and methamphetamine. But Baker, who ruled Floyd's death a homicide, listed the cause of death as, quote, cardiopulmonary arrest, complicating law enforcement subdual restraint and neck compression. Floyd's cause of death is expected to be a key point of contention during the trial. The other three officers who were at the scene with Chauvin are charged with aiding and abetting murder and manslaughter. Those officers who were also fired are scheduled to stand trial in August. 
Shortly before proceedings began Monday, several members of Floyd's family joined their attorney Ben Crump and the Reverend Al Sharpton outside the heavily fortified courthouse for a news conference. At one point, the group knelt in silence for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, the initial estimate for how long Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck. Prosecutors opened their case with testimony from three eyewitnesses, including the dispatcher who phoned a Minneapolis police supervisor after she saw Chauvin and the other officers kneeling on Floyd on a police surveillance camera that overlooks 38th and Chicago. Blackwell previewed dispatcher Jenna Scurry as a witness during his opening statements, saying that after watching Floyd's arrest on a surveillance feed, she did something that she had never done in her career. She, quote, called the police on the police. The prosecutor also called 23-year-old Alicia Euler, who worked at the Speedway gas station across the street from Cup Foods where the incident happened. They introduced seven cell phone video clips of Floyd's arrest that she had filmed that had not been made public until now. A prosecutor asked the visibly nervous Euler why she continued to film the interaction at length. She said, quote, it's always the police. They are always messing with people and it's wrong. It's not right. Prosecutors ended with testimony from Donald Williams II, a bystander with martial arts training who challenged the officers at the scene because he believed Chauvin was using what he described as a blood choke. That's a choke that cuts the circulation from a person's neck and can be dangerous if held for too long. He said he saw the officer shimmying his foot, which he interpreted as increasing pressure on Floyd's neck. Williams testified that he yelled at Chauvin, calling out his use of a blood choke and causing the officer to look up. Williams' testimony, though, was abruptly interrupted when an internet outage cut the broadcast feed from the courtroom, forcing the judge to call an early recess. Testimony in the Chauvin case is expected to last about four weeks, with the jury expected to begin deliberations in late April or early May.